Welcome to the Dr. Jennifer Blossom Show, the weekly mental ed show for high achieving women professionals. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Dr. Jennifer Blossom Show. I'm so glad that you are here today. And today we're talking about silencing the inner critic. This episode is all about self-compassion for high achievers. And it is one that is so near to my heart because we as high achievers can have a hard time with that self-compassion to ourselves. And what I have learned from this friends is that when we can build out the skill of self-compassion, it is not only a skill and a tool that will help you to silence that inner critic, but will help you to cultivate more self-compassion for you. And in return, give that compassion and that love and that expansion to others. And it's this really cool, positive ripple effect that I cannot wait to share with you. But before we dive in, you guys, there's been like a, a little a little wave here of new reviews on iTunes. And oh my gosh, we are almost at 150. We are at 143 reviews. And y'all are just amazing. Seriously amazing. So I'm going to read uh, our latest review from Brittany. Brittany says, five stars, favorite podcast. Brittany, thank you. I love you. I have been listening to Jennifer Blossom over the past five years. Girl, you were like an OG. Thank you for being here. And this is consistently one of my favorite podcasts. She goes on to share about just the focus on God being positive, encouraging, and inspiring. And she always feels better and motivated after listening. Brittany, that is the goal. And my heart too is that not only are you inspired and motivated, but that you take action and that you are a catalyst of change for your life, your family, your community. So Brittany, thank you for being here. And y'all, if you have not yet, would you do me a solid and please leave a review on iTunes? They help the show so, so much. And I would be so grateful. So thank you, Brittany. Thank you for all of our new reviews. And if you haven't yet, please leave a review for the show. Okay. So today we're talking about what we're talking about silencing that inner critic and why it is so important for us to understand how to do this as high achievers and to really recognize, you know, why this came up in your life in the first place and what it might be blocking you from. It is absolutely crucial to help us balance our drive for success and our well-being. Now, when you hear the word inner critic, I, I think it's a term that's often thrown out there. And I want to be very, very clear about how we are going to use this word in our episode today. So the inner critic is commonly used. It's a, it's a very common concept in psychology, and it's used to describe that internal voice, that internal thought process that can criticize and judge and undermine yourself. And many times this can be characterized by negative self-talk, by self-doubt, by really harsh judgments and about, you know, all the things that you can't do or that you shouldn't do when it comes to your abilities, maybe your be behaviors, maybe your self-worth or your appearance. And that definitely is not an end-all be-all, but gives you a good idea of what 
what can be happening on the inside. Okay. So I know for me, when I look at that inner critic, it is often characterized by this drill sergeant. And I didn't find this out until I started to go to therapy a couple months ago and realized that all throughout my life, I had this drill sergeant voice from me to me. And it was such an intense drill sergeant. It was this voice that I was never good enough. I had to do all of these things, but could never meet my own expectations and was always falling short. And it was just, it was just such a mean, harsh voice. And what makes me have compassion for myself is I live with this voice for over 30 years and it was my baseline. It was all I knew. And it wasn't until I got professional help that I could see that I wasn't talking to myself nicely and I could change that narrative. So when we look at our inner critic, the origin, so the start of it typically becomes typically, well, I should say typically comes from or is developed in childhood. And oftentimes it can be a result of many different factors, you know, whether it's parental criticism or societal pressures or some kind of traumatic experience or, you know, unrealistic expectations that, you know, given to you by whoever. And of course, this is not an end all be all or the only way that an inner critic can develop, but it's, these are very common ways. And then what happens is that these influences they begin to build and compound throughout your life and can lead individuals to really internalize those voices. And it can continue to build and become your baseline baseline, and affect you even into adulthood. And that's what happened to me. And I think that many people, high achievers especially, don't realize that this voice is still running in the background. And so what happens if we don't recognize it, I always tell my clients, if you can't recognize it, if you can't see it, you can't change it. So we have to have that awareness first. When we have the awareness, we can begin the change process. When you are living with this inner critic on the inside of you, it can manifest in multiple ways. Some of the most common ways when I was when I was thinking about this episode and preparing it for you guys, um, I came up with, let's say, one, two, three, four, five, five different ways that I know personally, the inner critic has found its way into my head, into my heart and things that I have to work on on a regular basis. It's not this one time thing and then you're done. It's the the awareness first, right? And then it's this constant daily renewal. We were at uh, church a few weeks ago. Well, actually we were at our, our church marriage group. And we go Wednesday nights and we were discussing this concept in our, in our marriage group about, um, renewing every single day and how important it is for us to renew our minds, to renew our souls, to renew our, you know, our commitment, our, our focus, all of this every single day to who we want to become, to who we're being called to become that constant renewal. And it's the same thing with this inner critic, right? Once you begin to recognize it in your own life, it doesn't just stop with the recognition. It's that constant renewal of 
learning how to talk nicely and kindly to yourself every single day, especially if you've been talking to yourself this way for years, because those neural pathways, they are really well conditioned. And so when you begin to create new neural pathways, which are strategies and concepts that we go over in our unmasked incubator, it is all about learning how to restructure that and create new ways to talk and speak about yourself and over yourself. So the first way it can manifest is in that negative self-talk. So this, these statements are statements like, I'm not good enough. I always mess up. I'm, you know, worthless here, whatever it is. Like we all have our, our sentences that we grab onto, but that negative self-talk is like this constant chatter going and going and going. The second one is perfectionism. So this is you looking at yourself setting unattainable standards for, you know, whatever it may be. And you feel this intense pressure that you have to meet them. And if you can't, it can lead to this fear of failure or self-criticism or, you know, you're not good enough. Again, this is something that's learned. The third is looking at self-sabotage. This is you undermining your own efforts and success due to the belief that you don't deserve it or that failure is inevitable for you. And I will say too, there can also be this self-sabotage concept of when you get close to a certain goal, you can sometimes un subconsciously or unconsciously, whatever that word is, feel like you don't deserve it. This is something we often see in weight loss. If somebody is losing weight and they're, they lost what 10 pounds, 15 pounds, they had that last five pounds to go. Sometimes we can see that person revert back to old eating habits and put on all the weight because it's scary. It's uncomfortable. It was too close to their goal. And it's that self-sabotage. It's a really good example. Then there's comparison. So this is you constantly comparing yourself unfavorably to others, which can lead to inadequacy, self-criticism. This is very common in the, the keeping up with the Joneses mentality. You know, you got to have the bigger house, the nicer car, the best clothes, the perfect this, perfect. You know what I mean? It's that comparison and always having to keep up. And on the inside, it's broken. But on the outside, it looks great. Okay, that one's huge. And then there's the imposter syndrome. So this is when you feel like a fraud, despite the evidence and the, your competency or your success that attributes to your accomplishments, you know, but you have this imposter syndrome that you think you shouldn't be up there doing that or that you shouldn't be leading this or in, embarking on that or whatever it is. So you can see that the impact that this inner critic has can significantly and negatively impact your mental health, your self-esteem, your overall well-being. It can contribute to things like anxiety or depression or low self-confidence. And it can make it really hard for you to be able to maintain healthy relationships with yourself, with your loved ones, with friends, with colleagues, with whoever else. And it can also block you from that personal and professional growth because you're scared to take risks or you're scared to try new things or you're scared to pursue goals or you're not thinking clearly 
or whatever it is. It affects us all differently. And that's where the self-awareness and also challenging that inner critic is so incredibly important. And when we move into overcoming the inner critic, right? So how, how do we overcome her? Well, first we got to recognize it. When you can recognize it, you can challenge it. When you challenge it, you look at those negative thought patterns and those negative thought beliefs and you come at it from a point of compassion. You come at it from a point of understanding. You come at it from a point of, okay, this is how I've been so far. How can I reframe this negative thought? How can I cultivate more self-awareness and build that resilience? And things, friends, like coaching, things like therapy, uh, mindfulness practice, uh, all these different things, right? can help to address and manage and and grow through the inner critic. And that's what the overall message is, is that when you're able to understand and address that inner critic in your life, and you can see the, the critical aspect of your personal growth, your professional growth, and your mental well-being, you're going to be able to cultivate more compassion and more supportive relationships first with yourself and then with others when you begin to overcome this. Okay. So as we close out today, I want us to look at ways to incorporate self-compassion as you combat that inner credit. Okay. And also closing out the specific areas that you may struggle with the inner credit. Okay, so a few of these could be perfectionism and self-acceptance. So thinking that if things aren't perfect, you're not worthy enough. That's false. That's incredibly false. The second is imposter syndrome and self-worth. Again, thinking that you're not worthy to accomplish whatever you're going after or that you might be exposed as a fraud. Again, having the nurturing feeling of self-worth and knowing that Nothing you have done or nothing that you will do can take away from your level of worthiness. Work-life balance and boundaries. High-achieving women, it can be so hard for us to not put on the guilt hat of work, of home, of all these things that we do and all these hats that we wear. You can't balance it all perfectly. The best that you can do is just to show up and prioritize what's most important in that given day. And sometimes that might look like you have a heavier work day. And sometimes that might look like you're heavier at home. You have the autonomy. You have the discernment. You know. And oftentimes we are so quick to look outside for the answer instead of inside for the answer. Handling setbacks and failure. Okay. So this is huge because as high achievers, it's like we're expected to never have setbacks, to never make mistakes, to never have failures in life. And the reality is, is that you're human and we make mistakes. And I want to challenge you to not stay in the pit of the mistake. When you get up and you have compassion and you take ownership, and you take responsibility, and you do the work to change from your inside out. 
and you get better because of it and you help others because of it, whether it's your kids, your spouse, your work, your community, whatever it is, that's a character builder and that's huge, okay? And lastly is looking at authenticity and vulnerability. In a culture that celebrates achievement and success, oftentimes as high achievers, it's really hard for us to show up vulnerable or to ask for help because we're supposed to have it all together. We're supposed to not have any struggles. We're supposed to not have this, this pull and pressure within us. But friends, when you can show up with authenticity, when you can show up with vulnerability and compassion and recognize that it's okay to be imperfect and to seek support and to seek help, especially during challenging times, and when you can stop faking it and stop hiding from it and stop running from it and take those masks off, that is where true growth happens. And that was my story. I was so prideful and so in a lie to myself of, I don't need help. I'm the helper. I'm the one helping others. I'm the one teaching the tools. I got this. And that was my weakest moment. And when I stopped lying to myself and took a step back and sought out professional help, I realized how much I was burying, how much I was stuffing, how vulnerable I truly was, but never sought out to get the help I needed. And from that, season, there has been so much growth and expansion and love and maturity because of it. And that's the power of authenticity and vulnerability. You don't have to run. You don't have to hide. At the end of the day, we're all human. And that's a really, really beautiful thing. So when you're on this journey of high achievement, Pay attention to those struggle areas, right? Perfectionism, imposter syndrome, work-life balance, handling setbacks, the authenticity and vulnerability, because those are sticky point moments where it can suck a lot of us in. So be mindful of that. I share those with you to review in your own life if you might be stuck maybe in either one of these areas. And also, if you are Let's look at ways as we close out here to incorporate that self-compassion to really combat that inner critic. Okay, so three things before we close up today. The first is mindfulness. This is something that is not a novel concept. However, are you truly practicing mindfulness on a regular basis? Okay, and mindfulness is something that is gonna look different and feel different and be experienced different from everybody. And someone who tells you to do it a certain way, run and do not listen. <laughs> because what works for somebody may not work for you. Heck, what works for me on a Monday might not work for me on a Tuesday. Sometimes I am in my office in the morning and doing all of my practice, whatever I'm doing. And then Tuesday, I might be doing something in the truck on the way to the clinic or whatever it is, right? It's different on a day-by-day -day basis. Some days I have no idea what to do. And I just have to get that guided help. Some days 
like for instance, today, I didn't want any kind of guided meditation. I just wanted to write. So it's different. But the whole idea is, again, going inside, not looking externally or not being so rigid in what your plan is or what your normal practice is, is that that it just becomes one more thing for you to do. Practice meditation, practice prayer, observe your thoughts without judgment, write them down. When the, when that inner critic arrives, acknowledge it with kindness and understanding because you can't always control that first thought, but you always have the choice of what your second thought will be. Okay. Second tool, looking at self-compassion exercises. These are so, so good, you guys. And they're so, so hard, especially if you have lived this long with a really negative voice. Write yourself daily love notes, kind words, challenge negative self-talk with kinder language, with different perspectives, develop a self compassion mantra, something you can hold on to on a regular basis. You have to practice, practice, and practice as simple and as silly as that sounds. Nobody is inside of your head, but you, and that matters how you speak to yourself matters. And you have to practice it. When you catch yourself speaking to yourself negatively, catch it with kindness and flip it. And the last one is gratitude and kindness. (sighs) These these are not rocket science. These are simple, but it's not easy because we got to practice this over and over and over and over and over again. And even when it becomes your new normal, we have to maintain it. And that shouldn't fill you with pressure, but with excitement of knowing that it's not this huge ungodly request. No, it's a simple invitation to incorporate some really cool habits that are going to change the trajectory of your inner worlds and therefore your outer worlds if you allow it. So the last is kindness and gratitude. Truly reflecting every single day on what you're grateful for, including your own strengths. Oftentimes we're so quick to look at that one negative comment, right? It's like, okay, I was sharing my podcast reviews with you guys when we first started. And I can pull up and there's some one-star reviews. And it's really easy for me to get hung up on, gosh, like, why did someone give me a one-star review? And what was I doing or what did I say that rubbed them the wrong way? Or, you know, and so it's so easy for us to get caught up on that, almost like that people-pleasing tendency, which to be completely honest is something that I'm working through right now with with my therapist in my own life is years of that and how much it has dictated the decisions and the choices that I make in life based on making other people happy. And so it's really easy for me to revert back to, you know, the negative reviews or the negative thing someone might say about me. But when I let that go, and focus in on what I can control and review and celebrate my strengths, the great things. And I can treat myself with that kindness and that respect and and a great attitude. Like no one can take that. 
And no one can take that from you. And it's really easy for us to point out our faults, to point out our flaws, to point out our mistakes. But we can't live in that shame. We can't live in that guilt. That will only compound and expand negative things in our life. So reflect on what you're grateful for. Reflect on those strengths that you have, that only you have. Treat yourself with that kindness and surround yourself with positive, supportive people. These practices will help you cultivate self-compassion, will help you foster that resilience, and will help you build the tools, the, the battleground against the inner critic and promote that overall greater well-being, which is absolutely critical for you, for your life both personal and professional, and for your legacy. You guys, I love you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, take a screenshot and let me see it on the gram. Tag me at Dr. Jennifer Blossom. That would mean the world to me to see your takeaways, what you loved or learned from today's show. And also, I'd love to hear, I love seeing you guys. I love seeing who is listening to the show and one more thing before we leave, y'all, we have the unmasked, listen to this, accelerator coming. It is coming. It is like a little incubator. It is going to be unreal. I cannot wait to roll out. Oh, actually, I changed the name. It's the unmasked incubator. <laughs> That's right. I changed it. Where empowerment meets action. Okay. This is for courageous women leaders who want to get into the depths of their brilliance. It is a defining moment in your life that is going to dig into the absolute core, the absolute core of your potential and help you to unlock the resilience of your spirit. It is all about empowering this illuminate path, this golden path of unparalleled fulfillment and purpose. And what I have seen for high achieving women is that we silently grapple with our own inner battles and they are hidden beneath layers of self-doubt, fear, or insecurity. So if this is you and you want to peel back those layers, peel back those masks, if you will, and and together, we're going to unmask the strength and the resilience within you. Then the, this intimate experience is going to be a nine weeks of an experience together uh, was made for you. So this is all about self-discovery. This is all about growth. This is going to be coaching, immersive workshops, um, peer support, all the things that we are going to confront, the doubts, the fears, the false beliefs that are holding you back. And really holding this space for you to create and become and reveal this bold leader that you were always meant to be, um, message me, message me on Instagram, just put one word unmasked, slide into my DMS. And we have a little group on Instagram right now for women who are, um, on the wait list for it. And we're going to roll it out in a few weeks. It's going to be incredible. So this is you shoot me a DM on Instagram unmasked. And I will put you on that wait list as well. Okay. I love you guys. Have a great week. I'll see you back here next week. Same place, same time. Take care.
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Dr. Jennifer Blossom Show. Remember, every week is an opportunity for you to grow the leader within. 